No, my laptop's my laptop's closed. I'm downstairs because Bob is still occupying oh. the guest room for its intended purpose rather than my recording studio. You might hear the, the cat going to eat some food because I'm back downstairs. John's hiding out in the basement. Uh, it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> just in this bottomless just, just pit with a cat. <laughs> Welcome to the Spin Dash Retro Gaming Podcast. Prepare yourself for the joy of classic gaming. Fire straight into your delicate little ear holes. Fire away. I wasn't expecting a lot of stuff at my bachelor party. I thought it was going to be fairly low key. It was. You're your bachelor party. <laughs> low key. There was. We set. We sat around telling stories. Nothing happened. I I, I twisted my ankle. Dislocated both, dislocated both my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Fuck! I'm kind of scared going going to dance. <laughs> we're old yeah, but now, you're not, dude. You're not the like main attraction, later, dude. It doesn't take much to freaking hurt me. I'll get you. I'll get you a Nicholas kit where you're just gonna have you know Pepto Bismol and like some some things to quell your stomach and some some icy some icy hot for all your joint pain. And we're good. Justin's a uh, you know certified medical, so we're good. After Shannon put pull the table down on her face, Justin sewed her up. What? I'd like to see Justin oh, smoke somebody's face. Yeah. He wait. He he actually he no, needle thread. I think he no. He did like a, a, a what is it? Butterfly bandage. He did, oh. Yeah. I don't think the gash was big enough, but we all were out for somebody's birthday. One of the three of them, mm-hmm. and we all went back to the apartment, and she was staying for some reason. To I don't know. And she called us and was like, "I got in a fight. I'm coming. I'm walking back." So we like went out to find her, and we got her. We got her back in and like you know taking care of her and she's like i i don't remember his boy pushed me and we're like what and so he went back because he forgot his debit card and he's he's like hey what happened my friend said that it was a bad night and he's like oh you're that girl that pulled the table down on her face <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those high top tables and she went to lean on it and was so drunk she just pulled it down on herself Oh God! Yeah, she's that sounds a about treasure. Right. It's awesome. I, that's my favorite. Yep. All right, let's get this thing rolling. Well, hey everyone, welcome to Spin Dash Retro. With me, as always, uh, John and Nick. So, mm-hmm. what's new, guys? It's been that's a, bit. a nice beard you got there, Nick. You like it? Like this beard? It's good. Oh, making some deals. I'm making deals. <laughs> selling some stuff here making some profit there you go let's let's get into it you know it's been a bit what's uh what do you guys have for pickups oh wait hold on john's setting up his kill room <laughs> oh, Jesus. oh my i'm sorry listeners john's fucking up he's dropping shit i just had to get my cord a little better there we go fellas there speed go. of cords nick you have your charger yeah <laughs> <laughs> what, what huh the last time you, oh, you yeah, set off to do this oh yeah no i did that i i had my computer set up all day so i've been putzing <laughs> down here uh there you go 
Then I gotta make sure I rip everything out because I'm got to write some business tomorrow. Get to work. Do work. Yeah, yeah dude. Gotta make some money. Selling video games I can't do, make make a living <laughs> off that right now. You're you're a scumbag, but you're our scumbag. How am I Remember. scumbag? <laughs> you, you're just you're just jealous that I'm finding all these gems and making some coin while doing your, so. Your local goodwill is offensive. No, like it, it, it got me. offensive. Offensive yesterday. Well, one that I just lucked out on that stuff. Like they don't. They if you see like a Nintendo product, like specifically like a system or a Game Boy or anything, they will literally price out as high as they can. And they'll price it so high in store so it moves straight to their fucking uh, eBay to sell. So if they have something good that they think that they see is good, they'll price it over, they'll overprice it and they have it in a store because I guess they have, must have some policy. I don't know. But they have to have it, they put it in their box. And because it's priced so high, no one's going to buy it. I saw a Nintendo, just a complete Nintendo, just a regular NES, for 80 bucks. That's pretty spot on, I think. Yeah, for regular it's, Nintendo, it's like 40, 40, 50 at most. Oh, yeah. Do I price charting on this so, computer? I don't think so how did, for. how did you get all that stuff for so cheap then if they know the prices and are re- jacking them up? How did those slip by? I think it's just the stuff that they – I think it's more like – the stuff I found was not that old. I think what it is is if they see like an like actual system, they'll overprice it. And the with the – I think just someone just randomly checks that, and if they get like the SNES or the consoles that you guess you'll know right off the bat, they'll just pop it in and they don't really take a look at it. Like, oh, this is still too new to be worth anything. But because there's such a buzz onto the retro market with the uh, older stuff like the Sega, the Super Nintendo, they keep an eye on it. Like one of the games which I recently got was actually SNES game was listed for 20 bucks and that was final fight two i think that's the one i got yeah final fight two which i actually had fun i played that a lot as a kid my uh uh, best friend growing up dustin actually had that game and we played that quite a bit but i only reason i paid 20 for it was because i looked it up and i saw i was going for 50 50 60 bucks so i'm like oh well i'm at least gonna make my money definitely make my money back on it and then some so i bought it but then obviously you guys know about the other one i made my gem my pretty good profit off where i paid five bucks for uh mario party 4 complete in box manuals everything just straight complete clean disc too that was a cl- one of the cleanest discs i've ever seen oh, i hate i hate you and i made what's yeah paid that and i sold it for 80 i think i, think I sold it for like 75 80 box yeah yeah the the first one you did i was like i was like oh nikki i can't believe nick just pulled this shit off this is like one of those once in a lifetime things because mostly it's just you go to goodwill and it's like 50 copies of like fifa you know so that no one wants to buy whatsoever yeah and then like then like a week later you did the same thing again i remember turning i was just like that fucker i did call you a fucker probably 50 times yeah <laughs> jealousy is a is a terrible thing so yeah yeah what are you, what are you gonna buy with that nick though you've you've well i mean it's, it's not gonna be uh, okay for one they haven't been selling Ooh, cracking the beers i already drink, started to drink mine 
I, it's not that one has been kind of crap too. Well, I'll just to be honest, that one hasn't really showed up much. And just recently, people, I'm surprised I saw I, this week. Last week I saw Super Nintendo not complete. Just uh, one had just I think the Super Nintendo had just the what is that the RF cord. That's all I had with it. No controllers or anything, and they wanted sixty bucks for it. They had it in a glass case. Then the Sega had no controllers with it. I think it might have had just power cord with it. If no, it didn't have power cord. I think it was just the, the actual system. And they wanted forty bucks for that. The thing is, it's all pure profit. It's all profit for them. It doesn't go anywhere good, just to their pockets. I love how you're lecturing Goodwill about profit. The guy who's <laughs> flipping these games. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Again, he's a scumbag. He's our scumbag. <laughs> People shut your fucking mouths. Well, you know, and what? okay, I have run into some pretty good luck. What was the last thing I got? Um also, how about, how about my Nerf, uh, not game-related, but my Nerf find, the Nerf guns. Oh, that was pretty impressive. Where I found, I literally put it into, uh, put it into, uh, into the universe, and I kicked back me uh, 16 all-working Nerf guns. Right, I like it. My mother-in-law hated it. She literally was, in, like, comatose, like, uh, in pain. And then Nicole, uh, my wife, saw it and she laughed so hard. She went to go uh, wake her up and she came downstairs to be amazed by the glory hall I found from my transfer station. Did you say glory hall or glory hole? Because it sounded like you said glory <laughs> I hole. I mean, it can be either or. Oh, man. Well, I thought you were going to say she was like dying from pain because you shot her. And, you know, she's quite the dramatic person. Oh, yeah. She is something too far off. What? Car- Carol, the bullet sponge. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. She's, she's going to have enough casts on at some point. So she's immune. She's going to have armor. She'll be in traction hey. and Nick will just be shooting her. <laughs> um, all right. John, what about Jump you? In. What, have, what have you picked up, John? What have you gotten recently? Oh, nothing. Um, yeah, so Nick, uh, he found me a copy of Mortal Kombat 2 for the Super Nintendo. You know, I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. I wasn't allowed to have violent video games as a child with, with a lot of blood. Um, so I had never played Mortal Kombat. And every time that I do, Matt seems to be around and he just obliterates me. So I, I haven't really played much, but maybe I'll get my, my skills up because I, I am pretty good at other fighting games. But I think that I, I can do some damage. If I I get some playtime in without Matt around to humiliate me. Nice. Nice. Yeah. um, Other than that, nothing. It's. uh, Well, you got the game of next week. Next week's pick. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll save that for later. That's that's what I bought off of eBay. So. Yeah. 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 Nice snag. What about you, Matt? What'd you get? (laughs) Well, since the last time, the only thing that I've managed to get was a large, uh, I got a one terabyte hard drive. And a cable to hook it up to a PC in my quest to get that Xbox going. Now, it's <laughs> it's you guys are probably sick of hearing about this. The listener just it's a, I think it's a saga. The, the last I, the last I think we left this off is I had the chip and I was worried about needing to solder it, and then that was the last time we've recorded. So like <laughs> since then, like you guys have been bombarded about this Xbox. Um, 
Nikki actually told me the other day, she's like, I do not want to hear any more about this. Just stop <laughs> talking about this. But I got it working. I got it working. My soldering hey, turned out okay. Hard drive eventually formatted once I realized what I was doing wrong. Um, fun fact, people, when you read on the internet and they tell you that the cable, um, you can use the existing Xbox cable when you do this, you can't. Use a, get a new cable, get a, get a 80 pin cable. I spent a week realizing my, the error of my ways. It was bad. So it's up and running. Pretty, uh, pretty excited to, to get some Xbox in. That's, that's good, man. Um, we might want to double check about your lag. I don't know if it's going to come back as like, hold on one sec. Hold on one sec. Okay. I wonder if I can, you guys stay put. Staying put. I know Nick is really tired when he just sing talks. Mm-hmm. All right, we still lagging? It's Wi-Fi. Is it no bueno? No, no bueno. No bueno. No, I don't know what, what I left off there, what didn't go through or didn't, but... I mean, but, we heard uh, that you got it up and going and that you... Uh, that Nikki ultimately was done hearing it as much as we were done hearing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was she was very much sick and tired of hearing about because I would just... It, it, I would hit a roadblock. I'd get like one step forward, two step back. And I just complain about it. And I'm like, well, maybe maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. And she's like, I don't care. But maybe it's this. I could do this. I don't care. But I could probably try this. And she's like, I, I do not care. I do not care. I don't want to hear about this Xbox. So Why don't you just complain to your kids? Uh, I mean, just ramble to them. I mean, that way you're at least he, venting he likes, out. <laughs> he likes a sounding board that can give him some feedback. Oh, they'll give you feedback. Maybe not the feedback you want. But <laughs> that'd be probably the same as Nikki as well. Yeah. Well, I had, I had one day I was just like, I'm going to smash this thing in the driveway. I was so close. And it, and if I did smash it in the driveway, it would be like no more heroes all again. Like the soldering, <laughs> the soldering job was perfect. The only reason why this didn't work is because the cable I had was no good. Just swap a yeah. cable out and it's like everything just magically worked one day. Process of elimination. Oh my God, it was a shit show. But yeah. Yeah, if anyone ever out there decides they want to mod an original Xbox, I can tell you how to go about doing it by every way not doing it. So, you know, I, I found was it was the line about Edison. You know, he didn't he didn't he didn't he didn't fail a thousand times. He found nine hundred ninety nine ways to to not make a light bulb or something like that. Right. Like, that was me. Yeah, that was me. You know, it's it's good to have determination, even in the midst of having kids and stress and all that. You know, we got these side projects that. We just hone in on, and I, you know, if this was for any other reason than a passion project, then I just say screw it and I just forget about it. Well, I've had this thing in a non-functional yeah. state. Yeah, for- I'm right there with you, man. I, I've, I've tinkered with stuff until it, you know, I hit a wall, like until it's impossible. But yeah, you gotta, you gotta do the, the step by step. Like, if it's not this, then it's this. I, I've been there. Well, Matt, I might be joining you into the soldering world here in a little bit. Uh oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna break out the. Well, first, I think I need to test it on a actual CR uh, CRV TV. But I gotta bring no. up the no. Uh, do not do not test out soldering on a CRT. No, 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 no. Let me finish there, sir. I'm gonna break break out my a television. Oh, nice, nice. My, so I got see. I've been testing it on the see if I get it work on my just my regular flat screens, 
and I just don't know if maybe I'm just, I don't know. It's just not working. <laughs> I want to get up to go and I have like over 20 games for it. And I would like to get, it. I mean, it was gifted to me from a good friend and I just want to get it up and going, bring it back oh. to his glory days. Phew. For some reason, I thought you were going to like start soldering no, stuff no, no, on no, a no. Seat. And all I could think of was like one of those like fully loaded capacitors sending like 400,000 volts straight at you. Cause <laughs> those old things. I mean, that would be a one hell of a story, right? Yeah. Yeah. We tell at your funeral. Oh man. Yeah, that would be that would be it. Nick tried to solder a CRT that was fully charged. <laughs> uh no, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna break that out. I just gotta get a soldering kit. I got uh, I'll probably order parts for it and see what's going on. I have the original box and it actually has the it was fixed before at like an old like old like VCR. Like one of those electronic places that used to fix VCRs and stuff of that nature. Yep. And it has a whole kit, like the whole thing right in it, what it did. So I'm wondering if the guys, the person that originally fixed it, Patrick just finally failed. So I'm going to see if I can get that fixed. My hope and dreams. Yeah. Godspeed. Worst case, if you can't get it working, just buy another one that is working. You've already got the games already. True. But I hear you. Don't give up. Don't give up mm-hmm. on a thing. Just just spend weeks agonizing over it. It'll, be, it'll be mid-June. I finally get it fixed after soldering, soldering a whole new board. Right. <laughs> oh, man. That's, That's excellent. That's how it's going to go. Well, you want to get into the game of the week? I suppose. Yeah, game been of the week. Let's do it. So, the game that we played this week was Terra Enigma. <laughs> what? <laughs> Terra, oh, Terra Enigma. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that main uh, accent. You just drop in letters. You're you're gonna find yourself in trouble quick. Terror. Terror. Terra Enigma for the Super Nintendo. Um. This one was not released in the U.S. Uh, we never were blessed with this. Uh, Why is that? Why? So here's the thing. I, I did some reading on this. Allegedly, it was because at the time, Enix's U.S. branch had closed down. Is the story that is the official one? I don't think that's the case. I think that's a load of crap. I think the reason why we never got this thing is, yes, Enix's local branch had closed down, but they couldn't find somebody to pick up publishing rights that was willing to do what work was needed to it to take all the religious stuff out of it to meet North America standards. I think that's why we didn't get it. Uh, the, yeah, this I can see that. I mean, it's probably what it, what it came down to is like the no one had a way to kind of change this up to be Americanized because. I didn't. Well, one, I didn't know there was a religious tone. Well, probably because I didn't get far into the game. Let's be honest. 
I'll start. Let's preface this. I only got to <laughs> chapter two for the, like the fifth time because, well, we didn't, I didn't have the game and I was emulating it. And <clears throat> for some odd reason, I just couldn't. I get to chapter two and it just would bonk out on me. But I never got any religious tones at all from from the, at least the beginning. Oh, there we go. You, once uh once you once you revive and we'll get into the, the story of it in a sec, but once you revive the human race and like you can go explore churches and stuff like that. I mean, you're walking into churches and there's crucifixes and they're talking about God and the devil and it's like, oh man, Nintendo of America would just be crapping a brick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and that's and that's my conspiracy theory and why it never came over. Like if it was just text, some publisher or whatever could have adjusted it. But the fact that when you walk into a church, there's a giant crucifix staring at you, that means that, that someone's going to have to go and do some sprite work. And that's just not happening. So I'm actually surprised all that stuff was kept in for the European release. But I guess it makes sense if if Europe gets it and we don't, they're not going to adjust their standards for us, you know? Right. So that is the tail end of the. So you figure this game was released in Japan in like late 1995. Europe got it in late 96. So you figure they'd be bringing it over to the U.S. around the same time. You know, they, it, at, at best, you're going to get this early 96 in the U.S. What's the point? You know, the Super Nintendo was was on its way out at that point. You know, 64 was on the horizon. So just didn't make sense for us to get it, I guess. John, you actually inspired me to pick this one. So I figured I would ask, do, do either of you have any knowledge of this game whatsoever before going into it? I knew that it had a good title. Like it was, it was one of the higher ranked games, but I knew nothing about it. Same here. Like I actually doing some, uh, I heard good things about it. So, and it kind of in the shadows, kind of just, just background there. ever really played it. Even when I first started emulating, you know, back in way back in high school, I started emulating, uh, but doing some research, you know, coming up to this podcast, like it has a solid 10 out of 10. <laughs> like, that's good. Like, there's no like discrepancy. Like, everyone's pretty happy with the, uh, with this game, which I think it's rare to have that. So, this game really hit on, must hit on multiple points to make it have such a high rating. I mean, at least what the internets give it. Yeah, I think as we get to the tail end of the episode where we're giving it our ranking, we'll find one of uh, one of the hosts does not share that ranking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I emulated this a little bit back in the day. I got maybe to the point where like you you resurrect the plants, I think, and like a lot of games back in the day, I, I would play it for a little bit, and then something shiny would come along, I'd move on. I I would just. I have a ton of games that I know of and that I've played, but I've never beaten because something else more exciting came along. So I never really got that far into it, honestly. And so when I had that FX pack, I was like, oh, man, that's cool. I can load patches onto this, you know, because it's the PAL version that runs at 50 hertz. You know, get the PAL patch, have it run 60 hertz on a US thing. I can run it on my Super Nintendo. So that's why I'm doing. So I started playing this game. And then we were picking the games to come up for this week. And I remember I gave you guys options 
And it's like, well, you know, I kind of was leaning into this one. It's like, well, I want to see where this game goes. So that's how we end up playing it the, the this week. So, yeah, I guess to kind of give you guys a backstory. And, John, you actually inspired this pick with ActRaiser. Um, that's what where all of this came out of. So the game yeah. was was developed by Quintet. Oh, right, right. Uh, published by, I guess, Enix in Japan. I guess Nintendo picked up publishing rights in, in Europe, which is kind of weird. Um, but it, it it lives in that universe that we had with ActRaiser. I don't know if you, you know any of the backstory of that. If not, I can fill you in on it. There was um, the the hero, right, in ActRaiser. You, you are your god pretty much, and you become resurrected to fight the, the demons that were released by – I forgot his name, but – yeah, you you have, you get summoned back to Earth to to fight off the demons again because they lost faith and evil crept back in. But on this story on Terra Enigma, I am not as keen on on the battle between good and evil here. Gotcha. All right. So so here it is. I'm going to lay it on you. I'm going to edumacate you. This is the third game in the Gaia trilogy or the Creation of Heaven and Earth trilogy. It goes by a bazillion different names. And it's kind of an unofficial trilogy consisting of Soul Blazer, Illusion of Gaia, and then Terra Enigma. It's it's a loose trilogy. It's not like the stories really follow each other. They kind of live in the same universe. Um, the joke I had was uh, they resemble like David Bowie's Berlin trilogy. It's just a made-up trilogy, but for marketing purposes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know where Act Razor 2 fits in because I don't like Act Razor 2. But an Act we'll Razor forget One, it exists. yeah, it, it's just now it doesn't have the magic. No. Nah. Act Razor One, right? You have the Master, or is God, you know, in the other translations, and he's awakened to fight Tanzra or Satan, and you get that whole concept where you're right. rebuilding That's civilization. So Soul Blazer follows Act Razor, and in Soul Blazer, it tells a story of how God sends a hero down to restore the world, its creatures, all that other stuff. In Illusion of Gaia, we learn that the hero's name is Blazer. It's kind of a side thing. Blazer, laser, taser, you know, dodgeball reference. So so Illusion of Gaia, right? I actually could not tell you what the story of Illusion of Gaia is because it's so completely fucked. It is much more fucked than this game's story. I I know that it involves the character Will and... He's him and his friends are adventuring, trying to find the secrets of the Tower of Babel. And Will is summoned by Light Gaia, who is God, um, to fight Dark Gaia, who is Satan. And beyond that, the story is just you get into like cannibalism and why slavery is good because you get rewarded if you make choices that are pro-slavery. Like illusion of Gaia is fucked. We we probably should add that to the show because it is it is probably the most ridiculous story I've ever played in a game. So then you have Terra Enigma, and it explores similar themes to Illusion of Gaia, where like you're rebuilding the world. There's this whole dark Gaia, light Gaia thing. I guess to tie it all together, right? The master yeah. is light Gaia, is God. Tanzra is dark Gaia, is Satan. All yeah. the games have that same kind of concept. So in this game, you play as a young boy named arc i don't know if you guys john do you remember any of the story from from the the start of it yeah you are you you've never left your village nor has anyone else um the the village of krista 
and you're all kind of just, I, I don't know if they can't leave it or if it's, it's that thing where they, you know, they just don't bother to, um, but yeah, you're, you start out in that village and you're seeing something in the sky that doesn't come around too much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Something blue, crystal blue or something like that. Yeah. It and sounds like a really spectacle like, that everybody's cool drug. Yeah. Right. That's a spectacle that everybody's entranced by and you're supposed to go talk to the master. Um, because you were being a dickhead. I guess Ark is not a good kid. He's he's a mischief maker. He's a troubled young lad. Running <laughs> yeah. around throwing I don't know if you guys did this. If you go around the village, you can pick up pumpkins and throw pumpkins at people. <laughs> yeah. I did that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I threw the uh, pot at the girl and the that was <laughs> baking. <laughs> She's like passing this and I because I didn't know the trolls, I threw it at her head. <laughs> That's like you can go in the grain mill. I threw something in the grain mill and fucked up the grain mill. Yeah. I just walked around this town just destroying everything. I spent way more time than I should have just just walking around the town. Yeah, Ark is kind of this troubled young lad. And I think all the people that live with him or the elder were egging him on. He goes and 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 breaks down the door that you should not you know, go down that the elder warns everyone not to go down. And from there finds Pandora's box, opens it. A strange creature known as Yomi comes yeah, out. It's a good trope. And yeah. And then all the, all the villagers are, are frozen except for the elder. And so the elder then sends Ark on this mission to go to the five towers in this like weird. I don't know. How would you guys describe that? Like weird, like underworld. It's like, the, it's like a, I don't know the. It's like well, being inside it's a circle. It's kind of like a weird. Oh, yeah, it's like a weird overworld where you travel through. Yeah, was it supposed to be curved? I think yeah. it was the effect they were trying to give. So you were. It made me think of like a ring, like we were on Halo. <laughs> just, uh, just walking around because it's well, Initially, I thought that uh, the visuals were because I was emulating. It was just fucked up. <laughs> I was like, "What's going on?" I'm like, this is a bad visual. Right. And I realized when I got to the tower, I'm like, oh, that's what the overworld is supposed to look like. Okay. Yeah. I, I think you're on the underside. So like in inside of the sphere is what they're trying to go for. And then so you, you're going tower to tower to revive the, the overworld. Backstory, I think you find later on that God and Satan had a battle in, in Antarctica. And – uh and then, the, however, the the battle ended. God decided to flood the world, and so all the continents disappeared. So, mm-hmm. what you end up doing is you're going. <laughs> is Nick still with us? What was that? Yeah, no, sorry. I just realized. <laughs> sorry, I just realized something as you you said that because uh, the character's name is Ark, and he's yeah. bringing back all the life. Yeah, it's it's biblical, man. We're telling you, there's there's a lot of religion going on. Oh, I, I that's bad of me. My brain cells are done. <laughs> I didn't realize that the whole time <laughs> playing this game. Huh, Ark. That's just an interesting name. Oh, I'm bringing back the continents. Okay. Oh, I'm bringing back life. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. 
<laughs> there you go, son. There you go. Now you're reading. <laughs> so anyway, what happens is you, you go to five different towers, and then each one of them represents, I guess, how many continents are, they, are there actually? I know that's a stupid question, but like, I know you, I know there's five towers, right? Yeah. There's seven continents, although I really think the whole like Europe and Asia being two separate things is kind of, that's stupid. It should be one. Yeah. But anyway, there's like, there's two secrets that you guys can revive. Did you guys revive, is it Mew and Polynesia? I did not do that. What, What happened if you did that? Uh, you just get two other land, small land masses that you can fly to later in the game. One of them gives you a oh. weapon. They're like hidden. Hmm. So anyway, you revive the continents, you jump through the portal, and basically the elder sends you to the to, uh, to the light side to to bring back Earth. So you get that whole creation thing. So your first t- your first quest on this is to bring back the plants. Did you get that far, John? Right on. Did you get that far, Nick? Uh, that's pretty much where I got. I got into there, then it just like I'd save and I'd do both a regular save and then I'd do a uh, uh, save to the uh, a save lot or whatever. And file didn't work on or the file didn't work. I'm like. Okay, let's uh, load up that space. And that didn't work. Uh, like, I'd play through it, and it would just completely lock up. So, at one point, I wasn't even opening, like, any chest or gaining, uh, like, picking up anything, because as soon as I did, I found out as soon as I did that, for whatever reason, it would just lock right up. But that's pretty much as far as I got. I literally got to, through the portal, and I was starting to tick around there, and just kept on going on me. So. Yeah. When you get to the other end of the portal, basically the, the, the rest of the story of the game, we can get into the other aspects of it. You're just going piece by piece reviving civilization. So like you bring back the plants, you bring back the birds, you bring back mammals, you know, you bring back humans. Um, you're basically progressing the earth until you've get, gotten to a point where everything's modernized and then you have to go fight Satan. It's basically the gist of it, right, John? Is that my, have I deviated too far on that? No, I think I think that's pretty much it. There's, um, I got to the end of chapter two, and I just saw the first little snippet of three. So I know that three really gets into a lot more world building, um, and and in the second world or in the second chapter, you're still resurrecting certain elements. Um, and it was it was fun, man. That uh, jumping around and just how random it was. Like it pulled in. Like you're gonna go to Colorado, and it's like, <laughs> huh? You know, like they had it. Was, it, it wasn't like completely accurate. They're like, there's five towers for the continents, and then oh, you're gonna go to a place called Zoo, like Z U E. But then you know, there's an actual state or like an actual place that's you know exists. So that was kind of interesting where they. They just threw that in there randomly. I didn't understand if those if those were typos, if that was intentional. Like, there's a place you get into the game where there's a where you go to Stockholm, and Stockholm. I didn't know if that's English, and it was supposed to be Stockholm, and they just screwed it up. Yeah. 
like some of it seemed like it was accident and some of it seemed like it was intentional. So I really couldn't tell what it was a typo and what wasn't. It's real random, dude. I, I, I have a, you know, a special place in my heart for games like this. Yeah, where it's, I haven't played too many of them, but yeah, they're, they're pretty funky. So let's get into that, John. What would you, let's talk about the, the actual gameplay itself. Like, what would you call this type of game? I know what I would c- consider it. I mean, technically it's an action RPG, right? That's, yep. that's the, the class that it's considered. Because you do have real-time enemies and you um, deal damage kind of like as quick as you can. I Before they get to, uh, God, dude, in the beginning, they, they hit you and it hurt. Like, I was going through those little... Um, potion things like crazy. Like I was, uh, I was reckless. <laughs> wait, you? I didn't. So the, th- the reason I was able to push through chapter one so quickly is I found it was actually pretty easy. Oh, the second one gets you. Chapter two is a little okay because chapter one was just like a breeze. Like I was cruising through it. At one point, I was. I think I, I felt like I was almost over leveled for some of the for a couple of towers. So yeah, the towers were as well as one hitting everything. Yeah. Well, the towers, they, they're kind of like they get the kid glove on you because you your weapon will gradually heal you. So and yeah. I think they say something about this, like once you get into the on the light side world, you know, your weapon's no longer gonna heal heal you. So really the opening part is kind of just to get you acquainted with how to play the game. Because the controls yeah. are kind of I mean, it there's, there's more to it, I think, than Zelda. Oh, for sure. You know, there's a, there's you, a couple of layers, like you know, one one type of hit. Realistically, I like I did like how you had the, you had the jump attack, then you had like a jump dash attack, and then you said your dash attack. I thought that was pretty cool. Like just kind of built in. It wasn't a oh you could just like Zelda uh, Link's Awakening is. Okay, if you don't have the master sword, this is what you got. You can just slash. You're just slashing. But I liked how you had kind of that different form. Though one thing I, I was having trouble with, uh, what I can speak to, is in Tower Four, I was the, the thing I was having a bitch of a time was was uh, rock, uh, walking on the ro- ropes. Just because I couldn't match, I was having trouble matching up for some odd reason. You didn't uh, get the pixel uh, right. You end up falling off. Was that just me or? No, I, that yeah. happened a little bit. Um, yeah. There's a know, section in the game. Uh, you know, there's a section in the game later on where you have to jump onto a rope, and I could not. I could not get it, Matt. Now ropes were hard. I really found that hard as well. Like I actually, I mean, even though the, you know, the towers were easy, like the villains were easy, like just some, like navigating was sometimes a little bit tr- uh, troublesome. 
because you, I mean, when you're going through the towers, you had to find the souls that would give you a hint on how to get to the next level. And some of those uh, hints were kind of pretty vague. It's like, take a leap of faith. I'm like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, when did I walk into an Indiana game? Well, I think this speaks to something that that John was saying. John, what did you think of the dungeon layout in this? I think you had a good point on that. Yeah, you had to backtrack a lot. And it just, it didn't make a lot of sense. The maps, the maps sucked. I, I couldn't really decipher how the maps represented different things. Like there was a couple red dots where I was like, okay, that's probably an entrance or an exit or a door or something like that. But it just, it didn't help me to look at a map. I just had to really remember if I'd been there before or not. But some of it was like, oh, you're supposed to, because I'd look up what I was supposed to do if I got stuck. And I was like, oh, you're supposed to jump over this chasm. And it's like, okay, I tried that initially and it didn't work. And I guess it was just the timing of the buttons for me and I'm notoriously bad at, you know, holding like the, the speed button and trying to jump. I forgot what game we just played that I was just horrible at it, but you know, the, the dungeons were a little, and that probably was a good element of the game that made it harder, but yeah, the dungeons were tough. I wasn't a fan of the layout. Yeah. I, I liked the dungeons and that I think they were pretty varied, but it was one of those things like if I did, if I didn't have a guide playing this so again, I, you know, we've only got so much time to get through this game. So a guide is almost necessary. If, mm. if I didn't have a guide on some of these things, I think I would be challenged on how to get through them. Some are fairly straightforward, you know, like, but like, um, the one that sticks out to me is like when you're in, um, zoo and you're, you've got to like run around, like bringing, going to different altars and having it rain. And, and yeah, turning yeah. different sections green and getting water. Man, without a guide, I think that would have been challenging. Because, like, which guy do you kill in order to have the soul pop out in order to go to the altar? I mean, it's basically... Yeah. It, it, it's a much more challenge, a much more complicated version of the same thing Nick was talking about in the towers, you know? Um, mm-hmm. What else do I have on this that's Question, interesting? In chapter two, did they change up the save the save function? Like I noticed in the chapter one, you always had to go back to, or maybe this I didn't realize, but I felt like just to save where I was, I had to go all the way back to my house just to save. It was at the beginning of the dungeons or at the end. Um, and there was a couple little spots where it was just like a, yeah, there there was more. Oh yeah, I, I was like, "Where's?" I'm like, "How the hell do I save?" Like, I was pressing start. I'm like, "I just want to save. I don't, I don't, I have nothing to do." Like, I, I, I want to go to bed, and I couldn't save, so <laughs> I backtrack all the way out. I'm like, I actually, I actually, it, it forced me to finish up the dungeon. I finished up the dungeon, then I'm like, "Okay, I'll stop at my house, save, or I'll save state here," and. And maybe that's where everything got screwy because I was kept on save stating and the game just wasn't like the save state. Yeah, might be. I, I didn't think it was that bad. I think w- once you got further in the game and you had towns resurrected, um, before you went and did anything, you could always go to a town, go to an inn and save. You know, I think as, as you went on, 
it, it, you know, before you jumped into a level, like John said, there was always a place that had a book that you could save. And I don't know. I didn't, I think once you got out of the underworld, I think saving was a lot easier. There was a lot more spaces to do it. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else that I had for comments on this. I mean, the story, I, I know I've touched on this a little bit, but, but one of the things that cracked me up about this game was just the mod of just randomness. I mean, it's not the same as, again, Illusion of Gaia is, is completely crazy. I mean, you've got this like pet pig that runs halfway through the game just to come up to you and then like t- dive onto a fire and beg for you to eat it. And then there's like saves you from cannibals and the game rewards you when you sell kids into slavery. Like illusion, a guy has got some fucked up shit in it, but (laughs) there's this, there's this part in the game. I think I text you about it. Like you're trapped in this cave with like a deer and it's, and it's dead husband. And the deer is just like, (laughs) the deer is just like, Oh, well we're trapped in this ice cave. We're going to have to eat my husband. And it's like, what the (laughs) fuck? This is a kid's game. Yeah, dude. They had, they had a couple other things like that that was just like, I, I, I sent you a text about the whole, like, you're in Spain, and one of the plots is like Bloody Mary, the boss in like the Spain. I can't remember the name of the castle. Sylvan Castle, something like that. This haunted castle. Her three sons are dead. And the reason why her three sons are dead is because they went with Columbus um, over to North America, and they died along the way. So she's captured Columbus. So you have to like rescue Columbus. So Columbus is the hero. Like in 2021, Columbus isn't the hero of a whole lot. People have got a lot of problems with that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like Columbus Uh, is a main character in this game. It's so strange. Like John, you haven't gotten this far. I know Nick, you haven't, but you get to the new world and like, you've got to help this guy named Eddie. Uh, He, he does, uh, he invents electricity and then coincidentally, there's a guy named Bell. He invents a phone. It's, it's crazy how that works. <laughs> nice. There's a couple other strange things. I can't remember all of them. Like there's a person you get painting from is the name is very similar to like a famous painter. I don't know. They tried to tie in like a lot of real world stuff into this game, but it just, it comes across as completely strange. Like going to Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Real random. The third chapter seems to be really where this game goes off the rails. Like, absolutely, you, you help revive. Yeah, you keep you keep going in reviving everything. Like, you know, you, you in chapter two, you you put all the necessary things back, like the animals, the the plants, the terrain, um, and then humans. I think in the end, after you beat that um, the ice dungeon or the ice mountain. And then yep, yep. the third one is you you kind of sew everything back together and you help people that were brought back, help them find their way to from from kind of what I'm gathering. Yeah, it's I got I don't have all there's like four chapters of the game and I can't exactly remember which chapters did what, but it's like the game is very heavy story wise in the beginning. And then it kind of does, it's it's pretty linear and it's not like the story's kind of fluff when you get in the middle, like, oh, I'm going to bring back plants, animals, bring back this, help, help all these people do the things. And then all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, you've, you've gathered enough things in order to like awaken the light side version of yourself. 
And then mm-hmm. the light side version of because you're from the dark side, you know, the underside of the earth, the light side version of yourself kills you. And then somehow you're resurrected as a baby. So you're you're a baby being raised by your girlfriend. It's it's so strange. Yeah. And then like your dark side, the dark <laughs> version of your girlfriend gets sent to the light side to kill you as a baby. And then I can't remember like your light side version of your girlfriend doesn't stop. And then like your companion Yomi throughout the whole game tells your dark side girlfriend to kill you as a baby. Like it is so weird. Like out of the yeah. blue, this game just takes this like wicked dark turn. Yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> I don't get it. Did you did you read enough in the story to find out about Baruga? Did you get that far? He's he's um a scientist that like stopped he prevented himself from perishing when the world ended, I guess, right? And he's he's pulling a Thanos and he wants to wipe out population that's for for a greater purpose but uh yeah it's crazy you know he's a mad scientist right and he's from the he's from the town of like was it mosque which is a very clever way of spelling moscow i think is what they were trying to imply (laughs) and the guy's name baruga so i don't know if it's like beluga caviar i don't know if that's their connection you know you're you're yeah you're you're crossing some some things together there on your mad um detective chart Oh my God, it's so strange. So he's got this like virus, this Asmodeus virus. And I think the virus is named after a bad guy in Act Razor, actually. I can't remember which one, but like it's an airborne virus that wipes out oh, 90% of the population. I remember texting you guys like, <laughs> what is what is with me picking bullshit that can somehow like six degrees of Kevin Bacon be traced back to COVID? Like every fucking game that I've picked, so going back to like Resident Evil, I can make yeah. some stupid connection to COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Nick, it gets worse. This is a section like where where you awaken Baruga, and and the translator's fucked up, and he's like, "Thank you for arousing me." I, I just <laughs> laughed my ass off. <laughs> oh, you screenshot that too? I think you sent that. Yeah. To- I laugh, but oh, I didn't send great. you the rest of it, right? I'm like, huh? I'm like, what is what is Matt doing? Is he just changing text to make himself make us laugh? No, nope, nope. They went off the rails. So, like, you wake this dude up. He froze himself, and then he takes you by and he tells you about the virus. Like, oh, it wiped out ninety percent on Earth, and I, I don't know if it was because the other ten percent <laughs> well, would know, have gone too. Well, he's got these zombies in a nutrient broth, and he's like, I saved them. I'm like, oh my God, this is COVID. This is COVID. We're going to stay locked in our homes and our nutrient broth from here until the end of time. (laughs) It's like, oh my God. Oh my God. But it's so bizarre. Like it comes out of left field that there's this viral aspect to the game. And he's got like all good 16-bit games, right? He's got an airship. (laughs) I gotta have an airship. Gotta have. So you have to go fight. You got... You got to get you got like seven time bombs that you and all your friends are like planting throughout this plane. That's like, oh my god! There's no way this game could get made in 2021. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, story wise, you go and at the end of it, you 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 blow up what's his name's plane, and you go back to the dark side, and that's when you find out that the elder is Dark Gaia. He's been Satan all along, and then what? Yeah, you fight you fight El- the Elder. That. Yeah. And 
But then the game gets wicked dark. Like it's basically you have one day left it's to not live. Ending, right? No, you go to bed and you die. That's the ending yeah. of the game. Like you get to spend and one be, last uh, day enjoying I was life. You become a bird to fly over the new er- reborn Earth. Yeah, it's. And then you. Then I guess there's a cutscene where it says, "You knock at uh, the." There's a knock at the door of L, and it's to assume that it's you, Ark. That's why I read it online. But here's the thing, right? Why is he going knocking on his girlfriend's door? I mean, I guess she she did not kill you. So I guess you can still be into her, you know? I mean, but I mean to each his own, right? I just, I, I feel like I would have a hard time being with somebody that's raised me since I was a baby. I feel like there's that's kind of a a no-no. Yeah. Right. Or that tried to kill me. You know, that's the other thing. I mean, really, you don't want that either. I mean, maybe he has mommy issues. He does not have a mom in the game, right? Or is that who he threw the pot at? Uh, I don't know. I think it might be. It gets it gets really like crisscrossed for me. This whole story. The problem with that though is like again going back to Illusion of Guy. Like you like this story makes no sense. I'm like this game makes 150 percent more sense than Illusion of Gaia. I promise you <laughs> that game. I don't even think I could give you a summary of it. I could just give you the highlights of the stuff that are like extremely questionable. Yeah. So did that has that game is gonna make our list to play then. Illusion of Gaia? It, it yeah. should. We'd be, we'd be working our way backwards. I would play all the Quintet games because I love them all. Every every Quintet game other than Act Razor 2. Um, I I don't know. I like Quintet's games. They're weird. They're very weird. Like Act Razor was they a are. weird game. It was. I, I don't know. Peak weird on the Super Nintendo, but this one's up there. I mean, I can see why they said this is like the underlying... Well, just you know, listening. I mean, you're reviving. It's kind of like if you took ActRaiser and you kind of, I mean, they probably would have had a perfect game if they mixed it in with what you're doing in this one, revive way of reviving everything, like bringing back Earth. Like I can see that how they are combined or conjoined or whatever. I can see the undertones of there's how you got like, oh, we play this. Oh, you know, there's a game similar. There's a city building element to it because like when you revive the cities, the game sends you on these fetch quests. Like this person invented a hamburger. You need to bring the hamburger over here. And this person, you know, this person has cows and they can get you the hamburger meat. And like <laughs> all the towns can grow. So they have like different versions, like different not evolutions, but different expansions. So depending on what you do in the game, you could make all these towns grow like you can, you know, help help Bell with his telephone. You know, help 
Eddie with his electricity, get the painting over here. You know, this town needs culture. This town needs. So you like, you get a lot more stuff in the game as like all the towns eventually expand. Like later in the game, you get access to airplanes because, um, will, uh, I don't know if that's a play on, um, what are the Wright brothers names? Wasn't one of the Wright brothers. Will, what the hell's my phone? Orville. Orville and, but either way, you, you, like Australia needs an airport. So if you expand this town in Australia enough, you eventually get an airport there. You can fly there. And then like all good games made in Japan, there's a Neo Tokyo, you know, like all good anime that Nick watches. And then, and then Neo Tokyo gets hit with a bioweapon. <laughs> so every, so like everyone gets, gets nuked in, in Neo Tokyo. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a classic Japanese game. Did any of the developers end up working on the Resident Evil game? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I might want to cross-check that. Good lord. <laughs> Matt, why do you keep on picking those type of games? And here's the thing. I've made John promise me that I can't deviate from my next pick. It too will be extremely weird. In fact, I think the story is even more weird and more complicated. So I, I hope you guys get through that game without the troubles that we had this one. Um, because I'm going to need help with that story. Because I think that story is even more fucked than this one. Oh, yeah. So closing thoughts. What did you guys think of it? Maybe we'll go, go take a round and go through what we what we each thought of the game. I mean, what I got, what I get to play is fun. It's really fun, actually. It's very addicting. I'd find myself, you know... I, bust through it quickly and i was actually finding a lot more stuff every playthrough i was finding more things uh when i was going through so you mean more, every playthrough you know, until your thing crashed uh yeah it's playthroughs since i crashed like you're like <laughs> oh i could have went here this room this room because i was just bla- i was trying to blaze through trying to find the fastest route just to get do it and at one point, you know, I found like this, uh, the gleaming silk, I think it was. Like, I found that in the fourth. Like, I didn't find it like my, like, till like the last time I played through that. Like, oh, what's this chest here? Oh, okay. Oh, this is can be used here. Like, I looked and like it makes better armor or something like that. So, it's just nifty, uh, you know, and I didn't know I had different attacks for a while i thought i could just stab <laughs> like oh okay oh uh, i think i think i was looking for a play i was just watching a playthrough just because like where do i go from here like hey how did that guy do that oh i have different attacks okay so classic nick not not, you're not reading through or assuming anything you know Here's the thing. Okay, Nick, I've heard you say this on at least four or five episodes at this point where if you had read the manual, um, <sighs> it would have helped. And every time my answer to you is I've read the manual, it would not have helped. Okay. I read the manual for this one. It absolutely would have helped you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I say the, the, the graphics are great on this. Uh, music was pretty sturdy. I mean... It was also a late game too, like you said earlier. The game is late into the life of Super Nintendo, so they had their shit down pretty much at that point. Yeah. How to maximize and get best out of the S and the S. Uh, I mean, this is right 
what is it? The N64 was next. So N64 came out 96, actually. So, you know, you reminded me of something, Nick, that I didn't have in my notes, but I figured I'd throw it upon you. Um, this ties in well with your episode on Donkey Kong. So in the beginning, you're reviving different sections of the earth and it has these like nice, like computer generated maps of like the earth coming back up. Like, oh, here's the mountains and stuff. Um, they got that idea from Donkey Kong to have, uh, I can't remember what the SGI generated computer stuff. And I guess it took up a significant chunk of the cartridge space just to have the, the pretty pictures of like the earth and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, and the cutscenes. The, the cutscenes, yeah, yeah. Really? Oh. So that. Donkey Kong inspire, uh, inspiring. Good stuff. Good stuff, John. What do you think? Um. Well, I, 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 I kind of liked it. I really haven't ever been like a big story guy. In when I play a game. I, I kind of like the mechanics more and, you know, building up to, to a final, I like a, a very linear progression in the game. And this one was the most crazy story in a game I've ever played. Like, <laughs> you know, all over the place. Um, it had, it, it had some weird shit and it was funny. It was, I, I it might've been unintentionally funny, but yeah, just like, you, you got to have a little lion cub follow you around and he just, he sucks. Like that, that drove me nuts. That, that fucker was so slow. And then like, you know, you got Pandora's box and you, you got references to states and then typos of like things that might've been references to something. The mechanics were good. I, uh, it, it was tough to not have like a, an in or something like, well, you yeah, know, go, go get healed. You could only buy like the, the, the potions at certain junctions. And I, I used the magic a little bit. It was not part of my gameplay much. Um, Cause I just forget about it. And until I got to a boss and be like, shit, I'm going to lose. Let's, let's try this. Let's bust out the big guns. Um, but I'm, I'm always more of a, just bulldoze through stuff. So like this game where you had to have tact and you had to time your hits a little bit. It, it was hard because I lost a lot of life and I'm reckless. So I died a couple times, but you know, thank you to save States. So I didn't have to suffer the consequences as much. Um, yeah, it was funky, man. This was a funky game. I, if we're doing one to 10, I'd, I'd say like a six. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, Nick, and the little bit that you had, what do you think? I mean, I'd say it's solid. Like I'll, I saw I got 10 out of 10 on, once I, I wouldn't give it a 10 out of 10. I'd probably give it a solid like eight. I thought yeah. it was pretty solid. That's that's kind of how I feel. John, you made you just reminded me of something. And again, it's not in my notes because it didn't matter to me. But like I never used magic the entire playthrough. I would not yeah. have known it's there. Because like you run through the game and you find these crystals, and crystals are what's used to buy um your magic it's basically you buy these rings like like a zap ring or or a fire ring or something and it gives you the ability um to use a spell i never once used it not not Mm -hmm. i knew it was there like nick you get yomi with you when you go in the underworld uh go the light side world and so like if you press select arc will like dive into the box 
And it's kind of cool. It's like a good alternative to a menu where like you can have your weapons, you've got your armor, you've got your items, and you've got all your magic jewels and stuff and lets you equip things. It's it's cool. It's a neat it's a that neat was visual. Well done. Yeah. Much well and beyond the just the typical menu system that you used to in all the other games. The rings on Secret of Mana drove me nuts because I'd always zoom by what I wanted to do. Yeah, well, get ready for that because because if you don't pick <laughs> one a game in that franchise soon, I'm going to want to pick it. So yeah, better evermore. Yeah, I I think I would give this game probably an eight. I think that's I think ten's a little high. I do think it's probably one of the best action RPGs on the Super Nintendo because definition wise, I don't know what else you have out there. You know, that that really, you know, you got the Secret of Mana series, Secret of Evermore. I would argue Zelda's not an action RPG, but that may be a hot take. I, I think you have to have leveling. I don't to think be it in. is. Yeah, I think it's more of an adventure game. Um, yeah. What else is an action RPG on, on, I guess, Tales of Fantasia, Star Ocean, maybe? And those are kind of turn-based in a way. I, I don't know. It's in the list. It's, yeah. in, it's in the top action RPGs. Uh, I like the story. I like what it tried to do. But I found that this it was like the story was very interesting early on and very interesting at the end. And then in the middle, it was just like my interest in this game kind of dropped. You know, there's a yeah. lot of fetch. fetch When I got into the fetch quest again, like I've got to deliver this person a hamburger um, one of the cities burns down and you've got to deliver nine letters to get the city rebuilt. Basically all these people. I actually thought hmm. my game had glitched out and I wasn't like able to go any further. For some reason, like two of the guys would not accept the letters. You basically have to like save in another place outside the city in order to get the city to progress so that they'll take these letters. Oh, I was in panic mode. I'm like, oh my God, I'm 14 hours <laughs> into a 15 hour game and this stupid exchange puzzle it's what's going to stop me from beating this so i thought the music was pretty good the the, the laboratory music was very catchy but yeah and then like i thought you know for being a game in this universe there really wasn't a whole lot of of foreshadowing that you were going to fight dark gaia you know or or that baruga was even a a bad guy really until you get to like one of the places where there's like a cult that worships him for saving the world you know, he's he's the Fauci of the future, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a story. A little bit more story would have helped me, I think. You know, in the middle. The middle was so kind where, of a slog. So where John says it was too much story, you say it's actually too little story, too little info, information. In the middle. I just, I wish there was a story that progressed the whole way through. It's kind of like story in the middle you revive stuff, story at the end. And the, there wasn't a whole lot of story that kept me interested. Like, I play Final Fantasy. The story interests me the whole way through the game. You know, mm. But, I mean, it's an action RPG, right? So how much story, I suppose, do you really need? You know, hit stuff with a stick, move on. John, I, I actually remember you saying something about the weapon. That you didn't care that? for the weapon. That, you, that the weapon was too short again for you. Oh. <laughs> Not big enough. For penetration, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, it it was tough to hit people, man. I I, I like ranged attacks. You How had to much get right in there? 
how, how long of a weapon do you need, John? Because this seems to be a reoccurring thing where where I pick a game and you have a problem with the length of the weapon. I gotta I gotta compensate, fellas. <laughs> I mean, three to five inches I hear is suitable. Oh, <laughs> it'll do the job. Yeah, they didn't do the job in Battle of Olympus. No, that thing was smaller than the wooden pickle in Bad Santa. No, it was all right. I, after I got playing it more and just doing the the lunge attack the whole time, that that seemed to work better. Yeah, that dash attack seemed pretty. Uh, the jump dash seemed to be the yeah. best, strongest attack for everything. And it was so funny, dude. As soon as you level up in a dungeon, you could just destroy things. Like you came into one thing, you came into whatever you were supposed to do next, and shit hurt a lot more, and you weren't doing as much damage, and you, you just slugged it out for a little bit. And you level up, then it was a piece of cake. Like, it was funny like that. That blew my mind that I was bitching to you guys about that, that Bloody Mary fight in Spain. It's like, I was level 20 and I went to fight her and just got completely and utterly shit stomped. Like, every attack I did on her did, like, one damage. So then yeah. I just, I spent a whole night just leveling up. And I went in, and, and, and I really didn't, I mean, not a whole night, but I got, like, five levels up. And, and the difference between being level 20 and level 25, just night and day. I, I completely annihilated her when I went in. Just five levels. It's like there's a sweet spot. You know, if you're if you're you know level 20, you'll do nothing. If you're level 21, that's the world of difference. And you're just going to like annihilate things along your way. It's so weird. So, question for you guys, and I was thinking about this. So we've had we've played ActRaiser in this series, and we've talked about the other ones. If you were to make a sequel in this universe, a sequel to Terra Enigma or Illusion of Gaia or ActRaiser, what would you want that game to look like? How would it, how would it function? You know, modern modern on a modern system. Oh, so we're going like. Switch and now, <sighs> yeah, Quintet's back. They're making a Switch game. It's in this universe. What do you want in it? I mean, it's definitely. I th- I said it's definitely gonna be a Switch series. Quintet. I think you take what you did from Actorizer and we did from this game and put it together to flesh it out. So, you know how you have the overview. God goes down. There, but you have more action. Like the one thing I hate about Act Racer was there's not much action in it. Like until you you, ha- you pretty much were just, I don't know, is it, it wasn't a great mixture of build and action, and even the build was very lacking. So I'd have Act Racer be like, and then I take parts of this game and kind of mash them together, but build onto the sim and build onto the action part. Like if you're going into the underworld or overworld, uh, you know, you're doing your part building up. Like as soon as you get the continent, you, you know, work on that continent of building up, you know, bringing back the animals, stuff like that, doing different tasks and going down to earth to bring it back. 
and you just have that more action style. So yeah, like I said, pretty much you're just taking Terra Enigma and taking Act Razor and just smashing them together and just, you know, building on to the lack of what they had of each. How about you, John? What would you do? I, I could see that. Oof. I'd say take whatever they used in Breath of the Wild for like an engine for that. And mm. you you do more building. You, you throw some building elements in there um, where you have to maintain certain towns, right? Like, I don't know how to describe it really because it's not like Sim City, but there's a management aspect to it more so than than like, you know, you buy a place like in um, the Elder Scrolls series, kind of how you have management there, but you, you got to do a little bit more of a building aspect of it. I like the economics where, I mean, I guess it's kind of ridiculous. Like, oh, I invented, I have... I have ground Hamburg. What should I do with it? And the other guy's like, oh, I'm going to make a Hamburg and then the world's better, you know, because of my Hamburg. And I invent, I have a right. restaurant named Max uh, McDonald's. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. clever. But I like yeah. that. I mean, ActRacer kind of had that whole like, you know, this place needs a bridge in order for this town to evolve. Yeah. You know, I, I think if they, you know, had some of the, uh, I love a game that had the, uh, the God Sim portion of like ActRacer with like some of the economics and town building and trade of this, but yeah. all with all with an action RPG game. Did, did you ever play black and white? Say that again. Sorry. Did you ever play black and white? Black and white. No, no it was a PC game. It was, you were God and things you did, you know, turned you good or evil, but you just, you were God and you had villages. I, I, I played a little bit of it. Um, I think Turkey played it in college quite a bit. <laughs> that seems like something Turkey be playing. Yeah. Um, oh, man. What else? I had something on the tip of my tongue that I was going to. Oh, yeah. So in Link's Awakening, you had that side quest, right? You had to keep trading items. Stuff like yep. that is kind of fun. Yeah. I would like another game that had, and I don't know how you do it without, um, without seeming forced. But again, like that weird, like the, the whole mud fight with like the lion, you know, the baby cub lion. I thought the lion was like going to get killed by the mud slime, or like the dead deer, yeah. or the, the rush. Like I would like the quirkiness of this. Brought. I mean, I don't think a lot of games now. I mean, maybe this game didn't intend to be funny, but it was. I don't know, bring forward some of that real weird humor. I mean, it's such a bizarre game, such a bizarre franchise. The whole whole series is bizarre. I'd love to see something with, I don't know, a sense of humor like this brought forward. Yeah, yeah, that's unintentionally funny. always cracks me up. Well, I think that does it for this, unless you guys have anything else you want to say on this one. No, I think I'm good. I think, like, I'm going to see if I can re-download and re- get a playthrough because it's fun every time I was playing it through and see if I can balance it with John's next pick. Yeah, John. So, yeah, John, tell us, you're next. What's, uh, what's next on the docket, my friend? 
Yeah, this uh, we're, we're digging into a system that I have spent the least amount of time on. In the PlayStation 2, we are going to play Beyond Good and Evil. It was Ooh. after scrubbing for games that, uh, of course, you know, me and my obscure gems. Um, this one made a lot of good games lists that did not have a lot of notoriety. Um, fun adventure game, my my type of my type of genre, and yeah, seem looks like it's going to be a good good play. Nice, nice, Nick. You want to plug our socials? Take us out. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely do that since I totally remember our socials right off the top of my head. And for some <laughs> odd reason, I always forget them. Uh, spin dash retro on both Twitter and IG. Then you also get us at spin dash retro.com. Follow us on all. Yeah. I actually say it now all, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. We're so on Spotify. Apple, we fixed it. Spotify. We got Spotify. All right. So wherever you listen, uh, leave all the great comments and anything mean, send it to John. He's into that sadistic shit. Um, no, really. Uh, leave a comment. And if there's anything you guys like, let us know. Is there anything you think uh, you'd like to hear us uh, talk about more or dive into? Let us know. Uh, we're open to definitely talk because it's this or we talk to our kids and they don't comprehend anything we're saying. So uh, <laughs> get at us. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Tune in next time. All right, catch you later. See ya. Peace.